I'm Lisa Kiss, and I'm the host of Be Mindful Podcast. I'm also the owner of Be Mindful Studio, a virtual studio and community that exists to merge astrology, mindfulness, and meditation. My intention is to support your spiritual well-being to allow yourself to come back into harmony. I'm an astrologer and mindfulness meditation teacher, and I created this podcast for the modern woman to feel grounded and learn to live with intention through astrology. I want to inspire and encourage you to be a little more mindful in your day-to-day so that you can start living a more purpose-filled, self-aware life that you love. Thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Be Mindful Podcast. Thank you so much for being here and listening. So today starts off the first um, forecast episode that we will have going forward. So this one is for Libra season. So I'm just going to quickly kind of go over. I don't want to make these like too long. I don't want them to be like astro rambles. I want them to be more... Um, like quick and informative. Um, And I'm going to try my best not to ramble. So if you are someone who prefers um, reading things over listening, um, go and read. I'll link it somewhere. Go and read the horoscopes that I write for the witches fix. It's going to be basically the same thing I'm saying in this podcast, except it's not me potentially going off on a weird um, track about something astrological. It's to the point written for each zodiac sign, um, for your rising sign. So let's get into the Libra season forecast. First of all, if you're a Libra and you're listening, let me know on Instagram. Um, Yeah, Libras are really just in general like – I mean I personally really like Libras because I am a Gemini, so it's a sign that I am like in harmony with. And then speaking of harmony – Libras are all about balance. So no matter what sign you are, as we move into Libra season at the end of September and the first three weeks of October, uh, this year the sun enters Libra on September 22nd. So everyone is going to feel this like shift to focus on their relationships because Libra is literally all about relationships and not just personal relationships or the romantical, I like to call them relationships. It's any kind of relationship or partnership that you have in your life, you're going to, Libra is going to like, not force you to look at it, but you might feel intuitively called to look at that area of your life. Now, if you are a Libra, this is like your season. It's going to feel so at home for you to check in on your people. But if you're not a Libra and you're not constantly thinking about the other person, um, this might be something where you're like, oh, I haven't checked in on this, or is this relationship still working? And it's just like, it can be maybe an introspective time. You might also need to talk it out because Libra is an air sign. If you know any Libras, um, reach out and like talk to them about things and relationships because they might be able to give you some good advice on what to do. So just a real focus on relationships, no matter what the heck sign you are focus on relationships and wanting to just bring a natural like peace and harmony and balance into your life. So um, peace, balance, harmony are all common traits of someone 
who has a Libra sun sign, a Libra rising, or any kind of Libra placement in their natal chart. So Libra is represented by the um, the scales. So it's really to understand that there ever really is no perfect balance, but it's like an ongoing balance, but not ever like never letting yourself really like tip to the one side and then you're going to feel like completely off. So um, this could even, I'm just trying to think of like Libras in general, like Libras are usually all about an aesthetic. My oldest friend, the world is a Libra and no matter when I see her, she she's always like dressed nice. She always like somehow puts she just knows how to put together like a pretty outfit and like look good. Like I don't know how she does it. I'm just I, I don't I don't really have any Libra placements in my chart. So I just don't have that like that like I for like this the style when it comes to like clothing. They also can know how to put like an aesthetic within like space and decor and everything like that. Um, so you're going to want to bring harmony and balance, like literally everywhere in your life, your space, your people, your relationship, partnerships at work, everywhere. You're going to want everything to just be like fair and harmonious and you're going to want everybody to get along. There's also that like justice side of a Libra that like I said the word fair. So it got me thinking justice, um, just wanting everything to be balanced. Like you just, yeah, the justice thing, making sure that like everyone's being treated fairly and and yeah, so Mercury retrograde, I hate even saying that, but Mercury retrograde happens three times a year. This year in 2021, they're happening in air signs. So in February, February, we had Mercury retrograde in Aquarius. And then in May and June, it started on my birthday. It was just, oh my goodness, we had our second Mercury retrograde. And then this year, this year in Libra season, we're going to have our third Mercury retrograde on September 27th. And it's going to last for about three weeks and it's happening in the sign of Libra. So this year we're having all of our Mercury retrogrades in air signs in 2020. They were all in water signs. So if you were feeling very emotional in 2020, that could have been a reason why, but this year it's more focused on air, like the air element. So it's focused on people and the way we communicate and how things are are going in the direction of like making sure that we actually are are being fair with everybody and there's this real like humanitarian aspect that will come through with air signs it's like a social sign so it's like connecting with people hearing what they want to say and you're going to see that more like um globally with the way like hopefully the, the world changing in a good way we see um, people caring more about people because the one thing that every human being has in common on this planet is like we're all human beings on this planet. So that's kind of what the air sign represents. But classic Mercury retrograde stuff is like miscommunication. Even as I'm talking about it, it's like making me confused. But like there might be miscommunication, tech glitches, all those kinds of things. Um, it's not a very like fun time. Um, if in, in your natal chart, if it says Mercury was in retrograde when you were born, you might like thrive during this period. But if you were just Mercury was direct when you were born, you might feel like a little frazzled during Mercury retrograde. And then because it's in Libra, 
it's going to have you revisit and reevaluate those partnerships that are coming up, but there could be miscommunication or something. Just it's like review the text before you send it, review the email before you send it, watch your words, be careful, you know, like, like think about it before it comes out of your mouth kind of thing. So moving on to the other events happening, I'm trying to think, I don't know if I've written down Mercury. Okay. I have one that goes direct. So Mercury is retrograde from September 27th to October 18th. So that's super fun. But you still have to kind of watch out for the two weeks after October 18th because there's a shadow period. It's it's based on how the planet moves on its degrees, which is more advanced astrology. But um, everything will maybe feel more clear at the beginning of November in terms of communication. I like to think of Mercury retrogrades. I don't know who said this, but I heard it. And they're like the, the re part of retrograde means you have to revisit, reevaluate. I probably already said that. Just you, it's like a reflective time to go inward, and it's not really a time to go external and share things. Sometimes you maybe need to like figure it out first inside with that reflection, and then once Mercury goes direct, it, it might, you might feel a little more clear because you slowed down. Or when a retrograde happens, it's just a planet; it like stops spinning in the sky. Some people say it goes backwards, but Earth keeps moving forward, but the planet is just kind of like taking a break up there in space. And um, it's just kind of like slowly moving backwards in a way, but not really at the same time, if that makes any sense. (laughs) Talking about Mercury retrograde, it's like I'm even getting my words jumbled. But the retrogrades are a great time because the planet in the sky is literally slowing down we should be slowing down to. So that's kind of what it just encourages. So three times a year, Mercury goes retrograde and it's like, hey, you chill for a second, slow down and like breathe, take a breather. Let's be mindful of this. Um, It can be like a little annoying, but if you listen and you slow down and you just and you, if you chill out during the Mercury retrogrades and you listen and you do your reads, you're revisiting, you're reevaluating your reflection, it shouldn't be like a freaky time for you. I just always say like if you have a business because I try to not launch anything in Mercury retrograde. I do my launching before. I do my launching after. But I do my like reflection on what I'm going to launch and what, what things are happening in my business while I'm in the retrograde. I just don't tell anybody my plans until the retrograde is over. Um I do teach during retrogrades, like life cannot just stop because we have a Mercury retrograde, but um, I don't do any new like launches, if that makes sense. So it goes direct on October 18th. So a really big theme for October, I'm recording this way in advance, um, so I don't really know what is even going to happen in September, even like before this comes out, but um, yeah, so... We have a new moon in Libra on October 6th. So it's really, again, the relationship theme and communication, finding balance in those areas. But then thinking back to six months ago, which would have been the full moon in Libra in March and thinking about where you were at that point in your life. So let's take a moment, take a deep breath and let's think about the end of March. Okay. I don't know what you were doing at the end of March, but maybe you've thought about it and just taking that reflection moment. And then where do you kind of, how, like what happened in that six month period? Usually 
we can connect the dots and there's something happened and now something else is happening. And if that thing didn't happen six months ago, then the thing right now wouldn't be happening. It's really cool to always do that, like reflecting on October 6th, at the same day as our new moon in Libra, we have Pluto going direct in Capricorn. So there should be some more clarity moving forward with the collective of what's going on in the world as Pluto, which is like the farthest out planets, the slowest moving. It's been in Capricorn for a long time. It's going to move into Aquarius in like three years. Um, but it's Pluto is very trans, transformational. It's like, how can you take things that have happened, like pain? Like you could use, say, personal pain, and how can we take that and move through it and come out on the other end like a better person who's grown, who's transformed, like a rebirthing. Pluto's ruled by um, Scorpio, rules Pluto. And how can we move forward like as a better person? So if you think about right now, with the, if we're looking at terms of the collective with this, it's like how can collectively human beings come together and acknowledge the pain and the suffering that has happened in the world, even in the last like, oh God, how long has it freaking been? Like a year and a half of this of this stuff. And, and like it, going through, we've gone through it. It's been painful. How can we come out of it better and transform? So I'm hoping, I'm filming this in, in July. And so I'm hoping that we have some clarity, but even if the clarity, the clarity might be ugly. I have this fear that the clarity might be ugly because um, I'm filming this over in advance. I don't know what's going to happen, but if a person shows you, if a, a person does something, like they're showing you their true colors. So if a person in a leadership position somewhere globally, or I'm in Canada, so um someone in a leadership position might do something and we might be like, wait, what the heck is going on? This is so wrong. It's like, okay, we've got our clarity. This is what that person's like. Do we like it? Do we not like it? Is this fair for us? Is this not? And you're going to have to make that decision whether to figure out where you stand on things. Um, Aquarius energy, there's a lot of it right now. And the biggest thing with the Aquarian energy are protests and like just people coming together to fight down something for the sake of freaking humanity. So I feel like that's also going to happen a lot in October. Um, but we're going to have clarity on October 6th. Some clarity is going to move in. And the, the clarity comes that comes through might be seeing like the really ugly truths, but then knowing like you do what you need to do to figure out like what side you want to be on because then that will determine what kind of world that you will live in. Uh, I don't want to like, I, I like to use astrology as like this. Um, like when I read needle charts, like this positive self-awareness tool for self-empowerment and is that, and I look at, as, look at it as this positive thing. I don't really like to use it for predictive things, but um, like mundane astrology, but it is pretty accurate if you go and search up and research and read articles about things that have happened in the past, like the last time, like one of the next things on here is October 10th, Saturn goes direct in Aquarius. A lot of things are going direct in October. So I just feel like it's going to be this like really intense month because everything will just start moving forward 
and things will be revealed. But like you don't know what's going to be revealed or how we're going to move forward. But like you, you, go, you just know it's coming. <laughs> I don't know what's coming, but something's coming. And um, Saturn's going direct in Aquarius. So again, time to move forward after reflecting of, of our responsibilities in this world and this Aquarian energy. There's so much of it. Oh, I had a train of thought. It, it left me. I don't know what I was going to say, but the Saturn going direct in Aquarius and then the Mercury went direct, Pluto goes direct. Then to add on top of that, we have Jupiter going direct in Aquarius as well. So again, Jupiter is the planet of like um, joy and expansion and like luck. So thinking about all those things that bring you joy, now how can you use those like your luck or your talents, your gifts, like what things that you love to help create change because that's what the Aquarius energy is going to ask you to do. So we have one, two, three, four planets going direct in October. So something's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. Something will be revealed to us. I don't know exactly. And then depending on where you live in the world, you're under different, you've experienced a different, um, I don't want to say the word on my podcast, but you've experienced a different uh, shit show um, that we've been going through like a year and a half. It'll be in October. Everyone's experienced a different shit show. We're going to call it shit show. We've all experienced a different shit show because we live in a, we all live in different places around the world and we have different leadership, but it's safe to say that collectively, and this is what Aquarius wants you to really look at is that collectively we've all we've all experienced the shit show in a different way with different restrictions and absolute nonsense and mismanagement of everything. But we've all experienced a shit show. Doesn't matter who had it worse or who if there who had it like longer restrictions placed, it's just safe to say that every human being in the entire world was impacted probably not in a positive manner. We're all impacted negatively and we experienced some kind of shit show and it's changed probably a lot in our lives. Now, hopefully for me personally, in 2020, I went through massive changes and it's why I'm now talking about astrology on the podcast. It's why I started a podcast. Um, it's why I wrote a book. It's why my business is now about conscious business astrology and mindfulness. So there's some good things that came out of it, but I mean, overall it's, it's a shit show. That's, that's the word we're going to use. So what else do we have here for October? On October 7th, Venus enters Sagittarius. That's kind of fun. That can be like our, our fun point. So we're going to have all this energies moving forward and like it, it might feel heavy and intense and you have to decide like how you kind of want to be a part of the change because like change is happening. <laughs> um, but Venus entering Sagittarius, that's so fun. So like Venus is a planet of love and beauty and it's like the things you love and like how you love. But as in mundane astrology, you might just be feeling more adventurous in your love life. You might want to go on more adventures and just like have fun and you might have the urge to want to travel because Sagittarius rules um, travel. You might just even have an urge to even travel with like your mind with learning and learn new things because Sagittarius also rules um, 
higher learning, consciousness, philosophy. It can even rule like publishing, so you might just want to like read more. Um, but yeah, if you have any Sagittarius in your chart, or if you have a Venus in Sagittarius, you're gonna have your Venus return. So that's like it's very fun for you. But um, I'm just thinking it's opposite. I'm Venus in Gemini, so it's actually opposite my Venus. So I don't know how exactly how I will deal with that. Oppos oppositions in astrology are like you usually get along with your opposite because they they give they have the thing that you're kind of missing in a sense, but it's going to irritate you a little bit because it's your opposite, right? <laughs> but you kind of need it. So Gemini and Venus, my opposite is the Venus in Sagittarius. Okay. Anyway, the last big thing that is happening, I said I want to make this like a quick freaking podcast. We're at 19 minutes. It's almost at 20. Oh my goodness. So the last thing I'll talk about is the full moon in Aries. So that is on October 20th. So we're going to – full moon Aries, it's like Aries and Libra are the – they're opposites. I was just talking about opposites. Okay, that's funny. Okay, we're transitioning. So uh, Aries and Libra are opposites. So Aries comes in and it's like me, me, me. Listen to me. And then Libra will be like we, we, we. Listen to us. So – the opposition and like why the Libra Aries energy really works is because an Aries will teach you to do something for yourself. Like, hey, do it for you. Be independent. Do this for you. Stand up for this. Start something. Let's do this. Let's go move our bodies. Let's work out. Like it's, they make it very much about themselves. But if you're an Aries, you're, you're here to learn about, um, the ego in a sense and you're here to sort of maybe make it about you because maybe in a past life it wasn't about you that makes sense but then libras come in and they're like okay yes you got to do things for you biggest lesson for libras like boundaries and doing self-care and love first before finding your person but a libra will be like okay yes yes do something for yourself but let's also look to the person sitting beside you and let's see how we can help them or like let's see like a libra will want to like do everything for their partner or their friend or their person and like they might forget to take care of themselves but an aries is going to step in and be like hey you got to do stuff for yourself right but then if an aries is kind of maybe wrapped too much up in themselves hopefully i said that right um the libra would be like hey like you got to think about someone else other than yourself. So that's how they kind of work, if that makes sense. We have Aries, fire, Libra, air. So they naturally get along because air and fire just makes bigger fire. It's more fun. It's more energized energy because both Aries and Libra are more energized. Signs, they have the yang energy, which is masculine. So they're both like doers, go-getters. They want to like be doing something. So, but the full moon in Aries, what it does is if you follow the moon cycles, you'll realize that in a sea, so every season there's a new moon and a full moon. The new moon is for that season. So we have new moon Libra, but then the full moon is in the opposite sign for, for every, for every season. So I think, okay, new season, new moon, and then a full moon is the opposite. So I don't know why I go into these little teaching moments on here, but okay. So full moon Aries, we're going to think back to the six 
months ago where you were at the new moon in new moon in Aries. Am I saying this? Yes, the new moon in Aries, which was in Aries season in March. So we're thinking back to March, like what's happened? How have you grown? Celebrate yourself. The full moon is a time of celebration. So go off and celebrate whatever celebrating means to you. Go celebrate. Celebrate the relationship. I have written down here that you've cultivated with yourself because remember Aries is that you. So it's like not forgetting about yourself in labor season because I literally started this episode off being like, look at your partnerships, look at your partnerships. It's like, hey, don't forget about yourself um, over the last six months. But then also looking forward to that new moon in Aries that'll be in 2022 and thinking to yourself, where do I want to be then? Like, what am I going to do now? Okay, I've celebrated but like where am I going to be six months from now? The moons, it's always like the six-month kind of um, forecasting, and it's like you reflect, and then you can like forecast something. So um, that's the Libra season forecast. Short 24-minute episode. Oh, they should be shorter. But you are the one listening, not me. (laughs) I might listen back to this. I don't know. I do these in one take. I don't edit because we are authentic and just true. If I mess up or say something funny, I mess up and say something funny. Okay, so if you liked the length of the episode, um, I have Taurus and Mercury, and I'm just like looking at the numbers everywhere that are on my screen, and I'm just like, ah. So if you liked the length of this, for because this is our first forecast here on Be Mindful Podcast, so if you liked how like long this was, let me know. And if you're like, okay, you rambled, make it shorter. I can make them shorter for the next season. And then um, if you're like, oh my gosh, I could have listened to this longer and you can ramble on more about astrology, let me know that too. Uh, Instagram is the easiest way to probably reach me at Be Mindful Studio or at Be Mindful Podcast. My email is probably also somewhere where you're listening, maybe you can go to the website and just like shoot me an email. And then if you're a Libra, you got to let me know. Or if you have Libra placements, let me know. Libra in my natal chart, I'll just, I'll just say this. It rules my fourth house of like home and family. So Libras for me just feel like home. They're just super comfy people. They're just like so chill. I love it. I feel so calm around Libras. And then I also have Chiron, the asteroid in Libra. So it's like a past life wound. I need to like learn and heal. Um, it's, re- it's the relationship wound. How fun. And then I'm looking at my chart. And then that opposition energy, if we think, okay, we have Libra, but with the opposites, Aries. My midheaven is an Aries. So my like career and what I do, aka I work for myself. So it's interesting. So go check your chart and see what part Libra rules, like what house. And then also just look at your Libra placements. So yeah, I just made it 26 episodes, 26 minutes. I mean, by rambling. I never know how to end these, even though there's an outro. So I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to thank you for listening to the Libra season forecast and always reach out with questions, connect with me. Um, I like to know that there's someone on the other end listening to this and I want to hear your feedback. As a Gemini, I need to always be somehow communicating or talking. So help me out and send me a message so I can always be communicating and talking.
If you loved today's episode, do not forget to share it with a friend or on social media or leave a review or rating below and make sure to tag us on social media at Be Mindful Studio or Be Mindful Podcast if you share it. Also, if you have any questions or feedback or maybe an episode idea that you would like covered, don't be afraid to message me on Instagram. I'd love to connect with you and stay in touch. Thank you so much again for your support and I will see you very, very soon in the next episode.